Welcome to One Man's Opinion, brought to you by the Elite Fantasy, Fantasy Guru, and EliteSportsBetting.com. And now, here's your host, Jeff Manns. All right, welcome in everybody, episode 89, One Man's Opinion, the podcast that continues to sweep the nation. Everybody, thank you for spreading the word and getting the word out there about the podcast. Appreciate you guys who share with others even if you don't want to share the advice, but uh, we produce more episodes this way by getting the word out there and welcome to it. We've got about 60 minutes or so, maybe more, maybe less of pure goodness. It's not just fantasy sports, not just sports in general. Today's episode, we've got a lot of other things that I'm sure uh, if you're a member over at elite fantasy or fantasy guru or elite sports betting things that you're curious about, maybe you follow me on Twitter or what have you, by the way, my name is Jeff Manz. In case you're just tuning in. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, commenting on this podcast. We do so appreciate you. Jeff Manz is the name. You find me over at fantasyguru.com. weekly rankings and projections and waiver wire articles and running back grids and slot wide receiver grids and buy low and sell high and roster management and podcasts and live streams. It's all over there, fantasyguru.com, all your seasonal fantasy sports needs. Daily fantasy sports can be found on elitefantasy.com. That is where you find my cash game breakdown every Friday night exclusively at elitefantasy.com. It's got all your data tables, your research methods. It's got player-by-player write-ups, everything core four for daily fantasy football as well and uh, that's where i kind of had a meltdown this past week which i'll talk about more in a minute elite sports betting.com on absolute fire betting football this season folks 52 36 is the overall record but up 14.25 units had a what was i i was eight and three this past week in football haven't lost a singer single survivor two entries in survivor haven't lost a single one yet so uh you know we're we're rolling baby we profit in fantasy football that's what we do profit in all the sports me personally it's football for me except baseball during baseball season find me on twitter at jeff underscore mans over there the jeff mans on facebook instagram snapchat and tiktok you can also listen to me weekday afternoons 4 to 6 p.m eastern on a show that i host called elite sports on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. So if you're a Sirius XM subscriber or you have the app and all that, you could always listen in on there as well. So whole channel dedicated to fantasy sports, y'all. Um, a lot to talk about today. Yes, I will get into starts and sits for week eight in fantasy football. Yes, I've got my bet of the week, upset special, survivor pick of the week. We've got some news around the National Football League to talk about as well. But I'll be straight with y'all. I'm probably going to spend a lot of time today talking about myself. Egomaniac alert, everybody. And it's not, I'm not going to talk about myself in a positive way either. Uh, Had a meltdown over this past weekend. And those of you at EliteFantasy.com, part of the Discord over there, FantasyGuru.com, you probably noticed it. If you're in my Saturday night chat, you definitely noticed it. I want to talk about it. This podcast, I've debated about this over the last 24 hours on, you know, what to do for this episode and what I think would be most engaging and interesting to people out there. And we'll get to the fantasy football element. Some of you probably just downloaded for that. And for those, uh, you know, you could probably skip ahead. But I had a meltdown and it was all encompassing and, um, I'm still not over it to be quite honest with you and what it was, um, what led up to it isn't specific. It is all encompassing. It was a lot of different things moving at once and it continues to be, um, you know, lots of stress. And I I think something, and when I, I'm going to talk about myself. So here's what, here's the only reason I almost didn't talk about this today is because for whatever reason, I don't, and I don't know what it is, but some of you will get tilted by me talking about my stress. Okay. Now, and that's weird because I'm not trying to go at any of you or say your stress doesn't matter or anything in your life doesn't matter or whatever it is. It's not when I talk about what I'm going through, 
I'm hoping to reach those people out there that are going through similar things and you know, can handle it better than I did. And, and, you know, that's why I talk about these things. That's what I think the good part of this podcast is, is that I could just talk about these types of things to people out there. And with those of you going through similar stuff, I'm here for you. And, you know, we get through it together or what, what have you, but others, you guys get fucking tilted like a bunch of little baby back bitches. And it's absolutely mind boggling to me that you do this and everybody on social media, not just social media, everybody in life right now wants to outdo the other and how difficult their lives are. So that's not, I want to get that right out of the fucking way. That's not what I'm talking about here. My life is difficult, but I'm not saying it's more or less than anybody else out there. So let's get that off the table. Um, you know, over this past week, we have uh, COVID uh, hitting my family pretty hard. As a matter of fact, as we speak, you know, it's rampant here in Arizona all of a sudden and it's back and it's, it's gotten into my immediate family members who live down here. So going through a lot of that, having to pick up the slack for those family members and, and, and go through that. I had an incident it, with uh, one of my kids at school where they got bullied or got hit, I should say. And, you know, several times and got beat up. Um, for no reason, by the way. And I will tell you, so I wasn't going to talk about this either, but I'll talk about it. I, I, you guys deserve this. And uh, I have a, pro like, my problem is this, is the guy you're hearing now and you hear on Sirius XM and you know, I'll, I'm going to talk, I'm going to brag a little bit and I don't want to brag, but I'll talk about my wealth and some successes and stuff like this on today's show. Um, not to rub it in people's faces, but I wasn't always this guy and I'm not, I'm not hundred percent this guy either. And when one of my kids gets hurt, I, I grew up in an environment where we handled things a certain way, what we got payback and that's what we did. And um, I have that inside of me. I have the anger. I do. I, I, I'll fuck you up. Like I'm sorry, you know, I'm old. I'm not in great shape anymore. Like I used to be at one point I was an athlete, but I am six foot three, 220 pounds. Um, and you know, a lot of people that talk shit in the industry, we go to events and they see me and they're like, uh, Oh yeah, I'm not going to fuck around now. Now they're friends. And this happens often with me. And I understand it's, you, you know, you probably, most of you could probably beat my ass, but you wouldn't want to, you know, we all have that like, yeah, you, know, you don't want to go there. And I have the rage inside and you fuck with my family and I'm going to fuck you up. And again, I'm not the person that loses a fight. I, you have to kill, you have to kill me that you will have to kill me. Cause it's never, I'm not, I don't end. There's no stopping. Right. So um, I got fucking furious with this situation at home. So that I had that going on. Um, so what ended up happening was uh, it, it evolved through Friday. Those who listen to Sirius XM show knows that uh, um, Ted and I had a big, we do our daily fantasy football core for every week. We publish it over at elitefantasy.com. And during that segment on the radio, I got more frustrated. Ted and I had a conversation earlier that I'll discuss. And I knew we were setting ourselves up for some backlash i don't mind that i i don't mind the hard conversations the difficult things hell i'm talking about it on today's show which i probably two days ago never would have thought i would um so it started friday it went through the weekend and i melted down on in our chat on saturday night and the reason i melted down on top of everything else that is going on is uh for the one of the first times in my career like i didn't want to help people like I just, uh, I, I was kind of like, nah, fuck you. I'm not, I don't want to help. I will do the minimum as everybody else in my industry seems to do. And that will be that I'll, I'll help you. I'll check the box, but you're not getting the extra. Um, the reason for that is because a lot of my people, e either subscribers on my own website, listeners of this podcast, listeners of the Sirius XM show, Twitter followers, you guys gave up on me. You gave up on me going into last week. That's what happened. You decided that there was a certain player's name is Allen Robinson, 
And once you heard it, you, that was it. You were out. You don't, you weren't objective. You weren't 50, 50, you know, you weren't, you didn't, you weren't open-minded about the analysis. You just declared no, because you needed, you couldn't have it. And as it were, it was wrong. And the, thus the majority of people or a good majority of people were right. That doesn't make it right. And as sometimes we get things right that we shouldn't have. And sometimes we get things wrong. We shouldn't have. Um, my problem is I've worked hard and I continue to work hard to help people and to try to break through to people. My industry in fantasy sports these days is everything's automated. Everything's mechanical. People plug in, they run statistics. They run it through a projection model and which gives you, I mean, every single site that there is in fantasy football, everything from ESPN all the way down, everything's automated with just a model. They get point whatever, you know, of their production for each game. And then somebody will come in and tick it up, tick it down and they're done. And that's what they go by the whole time. I don't believe that is the right way to do this. You know, I came up in the industry handcrafting. Um, I, the, the, parallel I could make is like baker baking or cooking. And I don't, I know nothing about, I'll never cook. I'm not a chef. I'm not a baker. I am terrible in the kitchen, but I do know the difference between buying a frozen lasagna and making your own lasagna, that there's care in the ingredients and the homemade hand-built one is going to be better 90% of the time. Sometimes store-bought, like I, there's a one a lasagna, speaking of lasagna, Costco. Costco gets a good one. They have like sausage in there and stuff. Like, I, I like it. I like it. It's a good good lasagna. But, when, you know, my wife has the time and she makes lasagna way fucking better than that one. So there's a difference. And I like to look at us at Fantasy Guru, Elite Fantasy, and Elite Sports Betting as the handcrafted model. And that's what I stress and that's what I believe in. And that's what I think is the best product for people out there. It is steadfast that I believe this way. I've seen it. I run projection models myself, but I go through every single fucking line of it. Every line, every play in my projections for each game, every play. And I move thing, move numbers up, move numbers down, make def- Sometimes the projections tell me one thing and I go against my own projections because it's the right thing to do. All right. And everything isn't solved just with numbers, because if it was, this game would be over. We would have solved it and nobody would be interested. Seasonal daily betting. And so no model is going to get you where you need to be. Now, we have had fortunate to have amazing success in daily fantasy sports. I have over two million dollars of career earnings in daily fantasy sports. I've won multiple live finals, some big wins, $100,000, $250,000, which has helped. But a lot of my wins have just come doubling my money, putting in $1,500 to $2,000 a week, taking home anywhere from um, you know, $2,800 to you know, $4,000 a week, right, in daily fantasy alone, and keep doing that. And as I've said, it's all documented. We go through it every week at EliteFantasy.com. We won 15 out of 17 weeks a year ago. Okay. And we won each of the first six weeks this, this year did not win week seven, got my ass kicked brain speeding worst week I've had in two years In three years, quite frankly, if you, if you just go total score, even though we finished only a couple points out of the money, but still the worst core four I've had in three years. Okay. And, and, I said it before the season, so I knew this. I knew it would happen. I honestly, I'm stunned it took six weeks. We have to. You're going to bottom out in this game. You can't win it every single week, even though we have. But my problem was that everybody gave up before it even started. And they just decided. And I had to fight with my own people and fight with people that have been riding with me and people that I've helped and people that I have helped win lots of lots and lots of money. And I had to fight with them about, hey, why you should take my advice. And quite honestly, at that point, with everything else going on in my life, I just said, fuck it. What am I doing this for? Because quite frankly, and this is where ego man's comes in, I don't need it. I don't 
do fantasy sports any longer for a paycheck. My paycheck with Elite is great, and they pay me a good amount of money, more than a lot of people, I'm sure. But it's not something I don't wait for the check. I don't worry about, oh my God, that's not what I'm doing. All right. This is in some of you out there. I've worked my entire life for a paycheck, whether it was fucking landscaping with Atlantic plumbing back in the day, clearing brush and digging ditches and, and, and doing that from working at service merchandise and Walmart and retail. Uh, I, I do. I used to go, I was the early morning newspaper guy. I would go and put the newspapers into their uh, tie them up and then go deliver them to like seven 11s and white hens from the Midwest and the train stations and depots. And so like, I did that as a part-time job. And then I got into tech. I built computers. I sold a tech company to GE back in 2003. I worked for the department of defense and the postal service and their IT department. I delivered mail before that. Like I've done, I've worked for the check. I know what it's like. I know a lot of us out there are doing it. And it's something that, at this point in my life and career, I don't, it's not that I don't want the paycheck. I want the paycheck. I don't need the paycheck. And what I really don't need, everybody needs money and it wants money. So maybe that's misleading. What I don't need is the bullshit that comes with it. Social media has got, it's nothing but a cesspool of filth and grime and dirt of people being assholes to one another. Everybody's mean, everybody's rude. Everybody's just fucking terrible people. People do things that going back to what I said before, they would never do in real life. Never like never. And I mean, I've had people that I know on a personal level in the industry that I thought were friends of mine that turn their backs and shit on me publicly on Twitter. And I'm like, and they say things in a way that I'm like, if I saw you and you said this, we both know I'd fucking destroy you. Like I'd break your face off or I'd, I'd physically just pick you up and, and throw you because you're a tiny little man. Um, but social media gives people muscles and, and allows them to talk like this. And it's in our news. It's in our politics. It's in our religion. It's in our everything. It's, it's an awful place to be. My wife, does like decorating and things like that. And, you know, she's all into decorating, but she belongs to groups and you know, Christmas decorating groups and people are shitting on other people's decoration. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with everybody? What happened? You know, social media is supposed to bring people together. It's, it's really driving us apart. It's awful. And in, in fantasy sports, I do the, the segment called Haterade. And I mean, Ted's are funny. Ted gets some humor things. Now they're, you know, call them fat and smoking. And, you know, is that nice? No. But me, every one of mine is murder, killing me. I'm a fraud. I'm fake. I'm a liar. I'm a cheat or something like that. And I'm like, I can't fucking believe this because I'm straight out with you guys. There's not a skeleton in my closet. There's just not, I'm too, I'm too open. I've been on the radio too long. I I've talked about my mental health issues. I've talked about being depressed. I've talked about marriage issues. I've talked about friends issues. I've talked about parenting, anything that people have there, you know, all the, anybody who's left elite I've talked about and I get in trouble for talking about, but notice they never say a goddamn thing about me. They do behind my back. They'll never say it publicly because I could dispute it all. I've not treated anybody wrong. I'm not, I don't live that way. I've not been nice to everybody. Okay. I'm not the nicest guy probably to get along with, but I do have the same set of friends that I've had for 25 years. I still talk to all my family members and I went to Arizona. They moved down with me. I'm not the worst person in the world, been married 21 years. My kids all graduated with honors and are in law school. And I mean, things are okay. Not a bad person may not be your cup of tea and you don't like the ranting or even fine. I'm not a fraud. I know frauds in my business. I know them. Uh, I know them. Uh, I know the people that want to put something out there just to put it out there and then fucking go about their day, go have brunch, go do whatever else is in their life. You, anybody who is a member of elite, sports any any one of our sites and services and show you got how many 
It's those that listen to Sirius XM. How many shows have I missed? Can you count? I haven't missed shows. Nobody, I've gone through major health issues. I'm a cancer survivor. Um, I have health issues ongoing right now. I will miss a show uh, in a couple of weeks from now on a Tuesday. I have uh, some major tests to go have done and everything's fine. I'm okay. But, you know, have to go do some things because that's what happens after you've had tumors in your intestines. You have to go and get checkups regularly. And every little thing is a big deal. And especially when COVID's in your house, it's, it's a main thing. So my point of view is why the fuck am I doing this? Because Ted and I had a conversation before the Sirius XM show on Friday. And it's about our core four. We're like, all right, you know, where are we leaning? We, we don't talk until then about it, about the core four or anything. And we, even then we like to do it on air because we believe it's a good segment and we, we learn from each other and what, you know, each thinks and we blend it together. It works. So we do talk Friday morning, just about a quick run through of the players we'll talk about. And um, Alan Robinson was somebody we both liked and the Ted and I had an actual conversation of like, well, Alan Robinson should be in the core four because the price, the matchup, the game flow, everything, everything. And I wrote it all on in my article, everything pointed to it. It was the right call. But for a moment we debated, we thought people will freak out. People won't like it. They're going to, should we not include him because people will hate it? Now, Ladies and gentlemen, if I start getting into that, if anybody in our business, anybody, quite honestly, in whatever line of work you all do, if you start doing that, right, there's times you have to please people. But if I start doing that for fantasy advice uh, and analysis, then it's over. It's just over because I'll become either like everybody else or you know, probably what will happen is I'll be, you know, my, I would just go away because I don't think, I don't know. I don't think people will, if I start going into mainstream everyday analysis that everybody likes, I, I don't think people, I think there's enough people out there. Well, what do you need Jeff Vance for? You know, it's, it's done anyway. And quite honestly, you know, in my reflections over the week and what led me down this road is that if I'm not helping people, I don't, want to do this job that's the only reason it's not the paycheck it's not even the win in in dfs anymore it, it's really not and i know that sounds like so fucking pompous and i thought about i'm like well i could tell everybody my net worth and just say would you do this would you put up with somebody saying you're a fraud and you're lying you're playing other players that you're not which by the way has never fucking happened but it's never happened in my career which is 16 years in the business how many people do you know 16 years in fantasy sports there's maybe six of us maybe 10 at the most if you talk business side and things there's there's like six people that have been out in front of the public for 16 plus years and i'm one of them all right but you know, and I've never not played the players. If I say to draft them, I draft them. If I say to play them in DFS, I draft. If I tell you to bet them or recommend it for a bet, I bet them. My money is involved. I put everything out there. I understand that from your side of things and from a user perspective, it probably, you see people that you know they're not playing these games. They're not interested in these contests. They're doing this just to, get their paycheck or, or what have you, or they, maybe they do it on the side and they get a paycheck that's that they play that in DFS, hoping to win the million dollars or something like that. I understand that that's out there and that you guys see a lot of it and you could sniff out a rat. I get it, but I get lumped into them way too often and it drives me fucking bananas. Right. And so when I saw the defeatist mentality and I saw that my advice last week was not going to help anybody because half the people weren't going to take it or about half the people. Um, that's where I said, what, what am I doing this for? I spent three hours in chat every Saturday helping people when all I promise is an hour. And so I said, all right, fuckers, here's an hour. I got, you know, people are all, oh, why are you being a baby? Because I can. And because that's what I promised. 
if I did the bare minimum, if I did what everybody, well, not everybody, it's not fair for me to say everybody, but if I did what a lot of my, some of my colleagues do, not at Elite, but other places, um, and published articles late or missed articles or whatever, then nobody's, nobody's helped. And the money that has already been paid for the season, see, most of our subscribers already paid. There's no money left, right? There's no, there's none of that. Not entitled to anything else, right? As long as we fulfill our obligations, that's all that's needed. But that's not the business I run. That's not what I do as a human. It's not what I want to be as an analyst. I want us to be the best. I love Sundays when we're screenshotting. I love the $10 double up screenshots because you're proud of that. Users are proud of that. And it ruffles the feathers of every motherfucker that all they do is chase the million. They think that they have to win 20 grand or 50 grand or 100 grand plus in order to feel like they're accomplished anything. I love preying upon it. It's one of our biggest advantages in the world at Elite. And uh, it's not going away anytime soon because nobody else will do it. Nobody else can show up to work every day. Look at that. And I was talking about serious. What about the podcasts? Have I ever not done a podcast? Go look at the dates, the drop dates. Ask the producer, my producer, Sean Engel, or anybody else who's produced a show over there. Have I missed a day? I think I pushed one show back once. I don't miss time. I show up. I'm always there. I'm there for the live stream. I've had coworkers not be there, not show up, not know if they're going to show up or not. I'm always there. And I'm not there because I, well, I really think I'm, I want to do, no, I'm there for you because you guys trust me. Anybody who trusts me and wants my advice gets it. But if you're not going to take it and if you're going to be defeatist, then fuck it. Then we got no chance. Then I don't have a chance to help you. And I fucking shouldn't spend my goddamn time doing it. Right. And that's what pissed me off last week. The defeatist mentality I saw. So on Sirius, I saw all you know, people hated, hated Allen Robinson, the core four, the core four, Patrick Mahomes, Devontae Booker, Allen Robinson, and Travis Kelsey. Now, of course, you saw that when Chiefs got blown out of the water. Mahomes doesn't even play the fourth quarter. Neither does Travis Kelsey. And he was dog shit the rest of the time. Booker did great, but Allen Robinson sucked. And the Bears sucked. And it was a terrible call. And maybe it was wrong from the get-go. But I'm telling you how many times people have thought the same thing. Oh, that's not going to call. Joe Mixon's not going to do that. Mike Evans. How about Mike Evans this week? Everybody told me Chris Godwin. And that's the thing. It gets certain people get it swept under the rug. And I've, I've started to get jealous of those people that can make such outrageously bad calls, just such bad calls. And I'm just like, oh, my God, so bad. And nobody ever calls them on it. And the reason nobody calls them on it because they don't value it. They know it's bullshit. And nobody's playing it. So it doesn't hurt anybody. So the pre I know people are playing my players, my picks, if you will, core four. I know it. And that's a lot of responsibility. And I'm up for the challenge. I want the challenge. You want me on that wall. But again, you know, it comes down to when you are just surrounded by hate and surrounded by negativity and called a fraud on your own message boards and my own discord. I was somebody called and said, well, you know, he doesn't really play his player something like that. Like, wow, man. And it's not the majority of people. It's not even close. And that's another, that's another one of my personal problems. I've talked about this before. I don't process praise and negativity the same. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's a problem with me. But the negative stands out. I don't know why. I appreciate the praise. I get it. I favorite it. I, I go back and look sometimes, man. But the fucking negativity is just overwhelming sometimes. And, uh, and that seems to what kind of jumped up and bit me over this past week. So, you know, lots of stress going on, lots of things outside and inside of work as well. 20 hour work days uh, on Fridays. For those who don't know, I, I wake up and immediately do, um, my uh, betting, I have to post my bets. I have to go through our uh, a super contest. 
um, survivor picks. I have to label all of our um, survivor pools survivor, or um, super contest bets. I have to go through all that, post those on the site, you know, literally the moment I wake up and then have to answer all the social media questions that happened in the four hours since I went to bed. Uh, as well and then i get going and then it's coffee video again i'm back to coffee videos now thank god got my new phone even though the new phone sucks a bag of dicks but at least i could do coffee videos that goes on um, then immediately we're on a sirius xm show then i got sirius xm show i got um a couple things around the house i gotta do in the hour in the interim i gotta align guests and get everybody situated for the live stream. I do an hour and a half live stream. Then after live stream, I got to go back and write the article, the cash game breakdown for the next few hours on that. And immediately after that, I got to go now that the injury reports out, do all the rankings, all the projections on fantasy guru takes me to three, four o'clock in the morning into Saturday. That's it's a 20 hour workday on Friday. Boohoo man. Okay. I understand. And then on Sunday, it's the same thing. It's a 6 a.m. Wake up call, 7 a.m. Show. And we, Go from there. It's full day of football. I don't watch football like most people. I'm doing, I chart the plays, the um, uh, the personnel groupings, the coverages, the snaps for every single game. I'm doing all of that. And then I have, you know, mountain, I have show plans and top fives and audio clips to pull and highlights that I have to do for the Monday show, for the reaction show. I'm also trying to do social media, get the word out to people out there. I'm trying to hang out in Discord and help people there. Then I got scheduling to do on Sundays. Then I got my recap article. Then I got, again, my show plan to do. And again, this goes until about three, four o'clock in the morning into Monday morning, another 20-hour workday. So, you know, again, you know, I've no, I've done work two jobs most, a lot of my life and I've done all that stuff. I'm not worried about hard work, nor do I want sympathy for it. But, but at a certain point, what happens is you start thinking, what the fuck, what am I doing? What am I doing this for? And when I see somebody winning, you know, $55, you know, put in $20, win 50 or win 40 in, uh, in cash games and things like that, I'm happy. That makes me proud. I'm excited. That gets me out. And then occasionally we'll get to 10 K hundred K we've had a couple million dollar winners over uh, just last year. We had $2 million winners. Um, we've had a hundred thousand dollar winners so far this year. We've had several over 50,000 life changing money winners that like, and everybody wins and everybody's happy. Everybody's had a good time. That makes me happy. That's worth it. It's worth everything. Right. But the fucking first quarter tilt, and the games are all, you know, game, everything's over before just because you don't have the immediate production in DFS or season or whatever and saying this sucks and you know, man shouldn't do this and he shouldn't do that. This, it, the whole process is wrong and all that shit. When nothing's over, who the fuck needs that, man? It Imagine you're, and I keep using the, uh, uh, the chef in the restaurant uh, sort of, um, metaphor and imagine saying, Hey, I'd like, uh, you pay a lot of money to, for somebody to bake a cake. It's a wedding cake, whatever. All right. They go in and it's, you know, three layers. You have all the tiers of a wedding cake or whatever, whatever. Fuck. And then, you know, they're baking it. They got it out. Now they're putting icing on. They're like halfway done with icing. You know, the, the cake is about third to halfway done. And then you just come and start smashing the fucking cake. <laughs> This cake sucks. You haven't tasted the cake. You don't, what the fuck you do? The cake's not done. I wanted it to be three tiers and this is only one. It's like, yeah, I built the first then the second and third. This is how the cake is built or whatever it is. And you start smashing it. Or if you're building a house and it's a two-story house and you come in, they stud it out. You just start swinging an ax, cutting all the studs out. This fucking house sucks. Fucking Sucks, sucks. It ruined. I didn't drywall it. I haven't even fucking ran the electric or the plumbing, or I haven't put this the, the the second level on you. I haven't done anything. What the fuck are you talking about? That's how I feel with people tilting the first game or the first set of games on a fucking Sunday. You guys are out of your fucking minds with that. Out of your mind. Let it play out. My God. Unfucking believable. And those are the people. So when I 
went off in chat last week. I thought I'm going to piss these motherfuckers off. Either shit or get off the pot as I don't have time for it. I don't have time for the goddamn negativity. And I'll tell you, it, it stems from my childhood. It stems from growing up. Mom and dad, South Side of Chicago, living in apartments and then a rundown house out in the suburbs when we finally moved out there when I was young. And we, oh, we're, we're not lucky. Everybody else is lucky. We can't do anything. We, 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 we. Black cloud hangs over me. So everybody, my, my brother still uses that. And it pisses me off. Oh, we have a black cloud hanging over us. No matter what we do, everything's bad. Man, man, man. Fuck that. I ain't about that. I knew it by the time I was six years old. I didn't know what. I didn't know how. I didn't know anything. But I knew that was not going to define me. No fucking way was it going to be me. And it hasn't been. Right? I've been successful in several different areas of life at this point. I've had ups and downs. And yes, bad luck has happened. Parents died at early age. Uh, I've had cancer. You know, I mean, um, you know, tons of problems. You know, my daughter born with a congenital heart defect and, you know, lots of problems that could just say, well, that's it. Fuck it. It's over. This stinks. Life is bad. Blah, blah, blah. Could do that. Never do. Keep going. At least at the very minimum, let the game play out. At least let it play out. Things may look bleak at any point in your life, but it's not over. You control it. And trust me when I say that, because that's what I'm facing right now. I'm going to be as honest as I can. I thought about quitting. I didn't just think about it. I went to the bank. I had my wife bring up all our accounts, everything we have. And I said, all right, if I just retire, it's just over. What, what, what is our life? What do we look like? What, you know, maybe I'll do my dream job is to just throw, I'll just do bets. I'll just do bets. I'll come in, work about an hour a day, do my research, post my bets on whatever site and fucking just, you know, get paid something there. I, I wouldn't give up the radio show. Cause I love the radio show too much, but what if that, what if the rest of it, what if I just gave up? What if I just retired? Fuck it. I, I ran those numbers and went through what does it look like? Cause that's, you know, that's the first thought. Am I going to be able to make it monetarily? And the answer was a clear. Yes. Wife said, yeah, no, no real problem. We can do that. And my kids are older now. One's in college. One's almost, uh, almost graduated high school. Easily afford the, the, the younger one and stuff, you know, we just don't need it. Plus, I mean, I make, I make about $4,000 a week playing DFS during the football season. When you now that it's legal and I don't have to split anything, <laughs> still do though. Still, we still, I will still, Ted will get his share of whatever I went, but uh, that's what I make. And then I could bet legally too. Put that with seasonal fantasy winnings and, and that, and you know, the, the radio show brings in whatever. Like I, I make good living and don't need all this extra bullshit. So I honestly was thinking, fuck it. But you know, that wasn't the right thing to do. It wasn't the right thing to think because there's so many of you who have reached out, by the way, who knew I was in pain, knew I was upset and, uh, and said, you know, just said you needed me. You, you, or don't, you know, don't feel bad. You helped me and it just gave a lot of positive energy. And I needed that positive energy. I did. I needed it. I think we all need it. I, and I hope we remember this isn't a Jeff Vance conversation as much as I framed it that way. This is a life conversation. There's a lot of you out there probably going through similar type stuff and wanting to make decisions and going back to work after being off and going back to the office. And I, I know these decisions face a lot of us out there. Um, and everybody's in a different situation. I, I'm fortunate enough, I guess, in that regard, but you know, I want everybody out there to know why I do this and it is to help people. And that's, that's the only goal. It's the only thing there is there without you, without helping you win, without getting you where you need to be. And there is no, 
point for me. There's no upside for me. What, or what's the point of it? It's just not. Like I said, paychecks are nice, but I'm at the stage and I've done enough or I, I could roll through and make enough money to be just fine forever or at least for a long time till the kids are out of the house and then, you know, have more time or whatever, go enjoy the holiday season and next year and summers and all that shit. But I do this for you guys. I do it for every one of you listening and everyone listens on Sirius and, and all that. And um, I believe we can make a difference. We're going to improve things. I, I think the way we play fantasy sports is just different than our counterparts. I know it is, it, but it takes a lot more work and they might not like a player or a team or whatever for certain reasons, but those reasons aren't very often why we don't, we know what this game is. I mean, uh, we have a, you know, one of uh, another frustration. I'll talk to you about elite. I'm frustrated with some aspects of elite. As some of you know, we don't have my smash reports up. We don't have the elite sports data site up yet. Um, not functional, which is, you know, it, it's a problem because I built this shit. I have it ready. I have, I mean, think about this. Here's something that I, I would like some of you to know. Elite sports data will be out and it's going to be soon. That's what I hear. I have the information. It's updated every single week on what every defense played, what coverage they played. Throw out a team. Somebody throw out a team. Uh, I'm going to go and uh, pick uh, Houston Texans. Houston Texans play 80% cover to 20% man. All right, 78-22, but you get the idea. And they play cover two in zone. That's what the majority of their play. What does Jacksonville do? They play 70% man press coverage, 30% zone, uh, about 60% of that cover three versus 40% cover two. I know every coverage. I know what every defensive lineman alignment is right. And this is, I, at this point, I know it off the top of my fucking head, but it's all, this is information that I know a lot of you use. I think the entire fantasy industry needs this information because wide receiver cornerback matchups ain't it. So this is the stuff that I do and it's not easy and no, it doesn't exist somewhere else. That's another problem I have with my industry is everybody just looks around, finds what everybody else does, and then they sort of parse it together. I mentioned, I know there's a lot of people in the industry that subscribe to our sites. I don't mind it. I don't have a problem with it. I subscribe to data sites all over the place, but everything I do is handmade. Everything I do is not from somebody else's mind. That's why you see such wild differences. People say it on fancy gurus. Like, wow, you ranked real high or wow, you're really low on this guy. I run my model the way I run my model. And I adjust based on how I adjust, how I see things and how I value things. And, you know, it's, it's 30 years of experience, 16 in the business, talking to people every day, showing up for work every day, knowing everything there is about these offenses and defenses and coaches and players and all of that analysis. Right. So that's what we do. And that's why it, it drives me fucking crazy when people question it, you can question the place. And if it fails, you fuck. Yeah. Get mad. Get mad at me. It's fine. What a terrible call. Don't do it before it starts because you're not, you, you're not mad at the failure. You're, you're just, you want to hear something that can't be provided to you for me. I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. Sometimes what you want to hear and what I say aligns, but I'm going to tell you the truth. It, uh ted could tell stories and maybe we'll get in this podcast sometime over the years ted's been with me a long time my wife obviously uh even longer but i have i am that person that they portray in movies sometimes that can't lie or at least just just will shoot straight that will tell you very late larry david-esque right where it's just you get the truth and it's not well received a lot. People have hated me my whole life for that, you know, different people, but people have also loved me. And I'm not going to do that to any customer or any listener ever. You're going to get the truth. You're going to get what I believe. And what I believe is going to be based in fact. 
And it's not off the top of my head. I, I kind of like the Raiders. They're really doing well. By the way, Las Vegas Raiders play 80% cover three as well. Actually, it's technically 74%. I rounded up to 80, but a um, lot of cover three in their defense uh, of secondary. But that's so that's where I'm at. That's what happened. Um, I will say I'm not going anywhere. I, uh, oh, fuck it. I mean, I may as well empty the chamber. I had a conversation with Rob Brink, our CEO of elite sports on Monday morning. And I expected, I thought, you know, I'm not sure what my future is going to be. And I didn't know what I want to do. It's nothing with Rob or anybody else. I, I actually love our team more than anything. These guys are great. And I would never, I would never walk away in mid season. Anyway, I would never fucking do that to anybody. Um, but it there was a call about like the future and you know what I was thinking and going through and stuff. And I'll tell you, it was a great call. You know, uh, Rob sees it a lot like I see it. And um, you know, it says, do what you gotta do. We believe in you, we trust you. Um, and what can we do to take a little bit of the burden off? What can we do to you know ease up a little bit of time because of the stress factors? Because when you're dealing with like COVID and then family stuff and as you guys know like all of a sudden like i i did my chat during my daughter's 17th birthday party when the whole family my family if you were to talk to them they will tell you jeff sits in his chair and he works during all family parties during the football season that's all he does he'd work i don't they're out smoking stogies in the backyard and swimming and you know playing games and cards and stuff and i'm sitting there working every single year every single holiday every single year only one i i take off is christmas which i will be this year as well taking off christmas eve no friday live stream everything will be out thursday and if it's not that's it's not happening that week that's you'll have the content you want but anyway so rob is supportive management upper management elite orange capital and possibly supportive of things I'm not going anywhere. And we have some really good ideas. There's things coming. The data site is going, um, you know, that will happen here soon, sooner, hopefully rather than later, but we got some other things to do um, as well. And a lot of it is, uh, if I could, I guess I'll, I can't announce anything, but uh, a lot of it's programming a lot more like, some people in our chats were asking for more shows. Why don't we have a daily show on the site? And I'm like, yeah, why don't we like, why don't we? We should. So that's something that's coming soon. You know, we're going to be doing a lot of fun things and, you know, things I think hopefully will lighten the mood. Hopefully a way of having a conversation with everybody out there, whereas it's not just a chat because chat rooms bring out and discords, they bring out people with uh, chat muscles and they, they want to say things they would never say in person. They're disrespectful. They're mean and not, just to me it's to everybody and it's to each other and i guess that's if there's a message out there if you guys can if you if every one of us just does this bite your tongue don't tweet what you want to tweet don't and don't go and in, get into an argument or precipitate an argument argument on social media or in chat rooms or even in your day-to-day life because i know you don't do this in person none of us do none of us never but some of us maybe road rage, right? Just, just let's all take a fucking chill pill and treat each other better. You don't have to like everybody. You don't have to respect them, but doesn't take that much to be kind. Doesn't take that much to be respectful. And one of the first rules I ever learned in sports was always respect your uh, Mr. Hart. One of my the best little league coaches I've ever had always told me, respect the opponent, Jeff, respect the pitcher, respect your opponent, respect that you're going to get the ball to you every single time. Respect that possibility. Respect that your opponent is going to give you everything and is better than you and is going to try to beat you. That's what we need to do to each other. Not to have to like everybody, but that's it. Um, so there, there you go. Again, I told you it wasn't going to be a lot of football. That's a lot of venting on the show. And can I say one other thing about this podcast? Um, I mean, you want to talk about I'm a lucky person that your family has been very supportive. Wife is unbelievable. Um, Kids are unbelievable. I'm so lucky to have a support system. Ted Schuster is the best, best friend a person could have. 
just really steps up to the plate whenever I need it and has throughout my life. I, I got to give Ted just, I rip on him and I give him shit about his college picks or, you know, I always smoking or whatever, but man, that dude is a real true blue guy. And uh, I'm fortunate Ray flowers, Phil Backert, Sandro Anello, true Rob Brink, rusty, uh, AK Brian Thoman at elite um, people that have reached out that have been impossibly supportive, like Im- just impossible to just, you know, help out and actually caring individuals. And I just want to say how much I appreciate that to every one of them because, man, I don't know. If you don't have a good support system, you're in trouble. And that's why hopefully I can be, you know, when I get in my ruts and I get I'm out of my rut now, I feel better, looser. I'm ready to kick week eight's ass. I love this week in DFS, by the way. Fucking love it. So, you know, I feel really good. And those who've been with me a long time knows <laughs> we, we miss a, Sometimes it's worth missing a week because the week, the next week for whatever reason, whether it's fate or luck or just pure focus, whatever it is, we smash a week after a loss. And uh, I'm loving week eight as we sit here as well. So um, thank you to everybody who supported and everybody in the chats. You guys have been fantastic guys like Jedi Pred in, in our chat. Um, so many guys and Clay Harned and prime 91 and freaking so many people that have had my back during this carp, you know, you guys are just fucking great. And I love every single one of you. Appreciate that. Let's get into that week eight. So man, do you like some things week eight? Well, what the fuck do you like? All right, let's talk about starts and sits here for this week in fantasy football. Some players that I like, I think above what the regular fantasy folks do. And this is again, why handmaking handcrafting, your analysis is better than just rolling out pure projections. I think this guy's better. I think Jameis Winston rebounds. I hated Jameis Winston on Monday night. He looked terrible, just terrible. But I'll tell you the things that he does, he challenges teams down the field. Even though he didn't complete a high rate of passes on Monday, it was a driving rainstorm. He plays like shit. He's a Southern kid. He's, he's, used to warm weather controlled environments and at, at uh, uh, Florida state and Tampa Bay, New Orleans now. Um, so that game was not great from his standpoint against Seattle. And he did absolutely nothing pretty much, but he took shots and his average depth of target was over eight yards. Despite it, that is a problem for Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay destroyed the Chicago Bears last week because Bears never pushed it downfield. They just wouldn't. You guys remember there was a couple plays. They had Allen Rod. They were at the one yard line. Tampa's one yard or Chicago their own one yard line. Justin Fields first down took a deep shot down the right sideline to Allen Robinson, who was wide fucking open. They connect on that play and middle fingers are up to everybody in the world. It's Jeff Manz against the world. If that happened, it was anyway, but I would have won instead of losing. That was a big play. You beat Tampa deep and pushing the ball down the field is very good. So that's where I'm, I'm in on Jameis Winston this week. I like Daniel Jones on Monday night football against Kansas city. We know their defensive struggles. So uh, I like them. Devontae Booker on the Sirius XM show. I've talked a lot about the impact of opportunity share and run share in fantasy football, right? And it's a big deal. Those running backs that get the ball produce those that don't are erratic. Some will produce some weeks and others never. It's an absolute mess, right? So it's important. And Devontae Booker is one of the he's one of few that is a three down running back right now, even though I hate Devontae Booker. I hate to put him in the core four because I don't like the skill level, but it doesn't really matter. It, it just does not matter. Um he's a player, he's third highest snap share in all uh, NFL last amongst running backs. Daryl Henderson, Alvin Kamara, Devontae Booker. Those were your top three. So, um, you know, something to think about. I, I like him. I'm starting him this week against the Chiefs. Um, Alex Collins, we'll see how he comes out of that Monday night game. But Jacksonville's a great matchup. He's getting the ball. Seattle should have more, a lot more room to run. 
against this defense than they did Monday night against the New Orleans Saints. So I like Alex Collins, top 24 guy in that same vein, Tyler Lockett, Randall Cobb on Thursday night. If you're listening to this before the Thursday night game, make sure he's in your lineup. Emmanuel Sanders of the Buffalo Bills is a stardom for me this week. Rob Gronkowski looks like he'll be back for Tampa Bay. Big game against New Orleans. And uh, definitely a top 12 fantasy tight end for us as well. Some players I'm not nearly as high on in week number eight. Tannehill had a good week seven. But this is going to be a very slow pace game, a very run oriented game. Derek Henry and Jonathan Taylor against Indianapolis and Tannehill's not going to have near the efficiency or success that he did against the chiefs last week. So I'm, um, he did well against them. Their first meeting. I'll give Ryan Tannehill that had one of his better games, not going to happen this time around. So he is definitely going to be, on my bench this week. Um, and, and, you know, quite honestly, Carson Wentz too. Wentz, <laughs> Wentz is playing a lot better, but if you're in a DFS environment, I like it more just because he's so low priced that they, could he get 250 and two? Yeah, he can, but ugh, not a guy I want to start unless I'm the Lamar Jackson owner and he's off this week and he's your, your replacement then fine. Also not high at Khalil Herbert. I think Khalil Herbert is fool's gold right now. Yes. We want to trust everything in Chicago or I'm sorry. We don't want to trust everything in Chicago, but yet everybody seems to trust that Herbert, that Matt Nagy's Matt Nagy's not doing the right thing. He didn't do the right thing at first with Andy Dalton and Justin Fields. He's not doing the right thing. Now with Andy Dalton and Justin Fields, he's not doing the right thing by Allen Robinson or Darnell Mooney. Uh, he's just not doing the right thing. And now, but because we love what we see with Khalil Herbert, we all think he'll do the right thing and stick with Herbert over Damian Williams. I don't see that happening, or at least there's enough of a question that I'm not anxious to start him. I think this is a 50, 50 backfield split. Herbert had 70% last week against Tampa Bay. I think he regresses significantly in this one. And, um, you know, it's fine as a flex play, but man, I'm, I'm not, don't think you just got yourself a solid RB two Cause I think that would be misleading going into this week. Other sits this week, um, miles Gaskin losing Malcolm Brown for the Miami dolphins. It's a brutal matchup against Buffalo Gaskin's better. Uh, because Buff, likely the dolphins will trail and he'll be a passing down back, but don't expect as much groundwork as he had last week. Salvin Ahmed is the guy who's going to pick up a lot of those touches and likely the goal line stuff as well. So look for Ahmad to be more involved and Miles Gaskin. He is reception dependent this week and going forward, quite frankly, other players on my bench. I mentioned Allen Robinson. I can think of starting him anymore. Robbie Anderson. I can't do it anymore. Odell Beckham. It's a great matchup against Pittsburgh, but I can't wait for it now. The only thing about Beckham that may interest me is that Jarvis Landry is banged up again. We got that report the other day that he has a new injury popping up. So uh, that if Landry were to sit, you can th- you need to throw the ball against Pittsburgh. You're going to have to, whether it's Keenum or Baker Mayfield. So Beckham, assuming he plays as well, because he's always a freaking problem. That's another guy that's uh, um I would I'm sitting him. If Landry plays, I'm starting him. If Landry is out uh, tight ends on the bench, CJ Uzoma, uh, not playing him big week seven for him. Uh, Bengals play a defense uh, lacking, gave up 54 points to Patriots last week in the New York jets, but I'm not going to play Uzoma unless I'm freaking desperate at that position. All right, let's get into our bets, 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 bets. Who wants to win some money in betting fantasy football or fantasy football, NFL? Um, I mentioned my record, 52-36 over at Elite Sports Betting, up 14 units on the day. And I want to just tell everybody, all my bets are things you could actually follow. I don't do any very few parlays. On the show, we do five-team parlay, which just means you group the bet together. But it's not a real parlay. 
we bet them individually. And so, you know, there's no, when you start seeing unit counts that go up into the fifties and hundreds and thousands, about 10,000 units or a thousand units, those are absolute bullshit type of bets. Nobody plays those bets. All right. It just doesn't happen. And we hit our five team parlay. I was 11 and oh, two weeks ago. Um, and yeah, if we bet all 11 together, we would want a billion dollars. That's not the way we do it over elite sports betting. It's not the way any of my bets go. These are real bets, real people make and you profit from. So my favorite uh, bet of the week, oh, let's do survivor first because survivor I think is interesting. Um, last week at Arizona and both that one, of course, this week I'm starting to lose teams. Love the Rams, but I've already used the Rams. Um, I really like um, what else? I oh, not Arizona. Um, the Rams are the team that I wanted to use. Uh, the other one that was stand out to me, oh, Buffalo against Miami. Like those are those are the two. Rams, Buffalo are the top two. Now, if you haven't used them, there you go. But I'm playing along with my survivor uh, picks, my actual survivor leagues. I'm in a half dozen of them. And I have them posted at elitesportsbetting.com. And, uh, but by the way, if you want to add betting or you want to add DFS or anything to a fantasy guru subscription or an elite fantasy, if you're an NFL subscriber and you want to get all the rest of the sports, whether it be betting, DFS, or what have you, then um, email us support at elitefantasy.com. Tell them that man says you'll get the, you're upgrading to whatever you want and we'll cut you in the deal. I think if you got VIP for the entire winter, it's like 150 bucks. You get all the NHL season, all NBA season. You get PGA rest of the season. You get MMA that never stops. You get esports that is super hot during the winter months as well. You've get, um, uh, NASCAR that goes for uh, next what six weeks as well and uh, soccer that goes year round so you get the whole winter full of every sport we do including football and it's just a, a minor upgrade for you from the football subscription as well so go check that out again support at elitefantasy.com and if you want to just add the betting site or do you want both betting and DFS that they'll give you that both of those as well for that price so go check that out on uh, the site and email us with that. Uh, so if you're out on those two, my next best is Kansas city. I haven't used them yet. And that will be the team on my, my number one entry this week, Kansas city against the giants. Kansas city can't let go. I think the giants are a dangerous opponent, but it's Monday night. It's Andy Reid versus show judge. I, the coaching is just too much. Mahomes is good to go. Kelsey's good to go for this game and they're at home. This is not one. Kansas City can't lose. They just can't lose it. And I, I think that's a pretty safe one right there. My second, if you are out on Kansas City, you've already used them. Well, fuck, man. Now you're bottom of the barrel. My risky team this week is Cincinnati. Listen, we love what Cincinnati's doing. This is a strong team. They beat the shit out of the Baltimore Ravens last week. The Jets are more dangerous than they lit on. I don't know what happened to them last week, giving up 50 points to New England. That is stunning. Robert Salah's defense is not that bad. Coming off a of bye against a, a familiar opponent, that's stunning that that happened. Jets at home, Mike White, Mike Wright, likely will play better than what we've seen out of Zach Wilson. Um little bit dangerous but cincinnati would be my fourth choice if you will in survivor i think it's safe enough but i am a little hesitant not my upset of the week upset of the week is going to be detroit lions at home they're home underdogs stan campbell's team has played tough they showed a lot of tenacity and heart versus the rams they should have got stomped out on the road but played real tough all the way to the end i think they get their first win of the season against philadelphia a team that quite frankly, doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. They just don't, they don't know what they're doing. And um, yeah, that that's so lions over to Eagles, my upset special, my favorite bet of the week. Uh, I mentioned it earlier. 
again, I play what I know and what I believe in, and Tennessee, Indianapolis, this over under right now on FanDuel is 49 and a half total points. That's under, 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 you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that, that is where I stand on that. So I'm going under on that one. And then, uh, yeah, I'll mention lines over Eagles. That's my, uh, upset of the week. Um, as we were recording this, Mark Ingram has been traded back to the new Orleans saints from the Houston Texans. Uh, it's, I mean, Camara and Ingram love each other. So we finally, this, we finally get an answer to who's the backup to Alvin Kamara in new Orleans. If something happened, it's Mark Ingram. I actually think Ingram will see a lot, not yeah, a lot less time, but he's more valuable in fantasy because of that. You know what I'm saying? So uh, there you go. And then there's uh, the Packers wide receivers. We know Devonte Adams is out. We know Alan Lazard is out. Be careful. Marquez Valdez Cantling. Everyone's anticipated him being activated. It has not happened yet. From injured reserve, we'll have to do that tomorrow if he's going to play. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens with him. I like Randall Cobb more than MBS this week. and uh, But also pay attention tomorrow because COVID takes a couple of days to show up, everybody. And the receiver room was rampant with it. It could spread, and that could hurt people on Thursday night football. And then the Deshaun Watson trade, there's nothing happening here. I've, I thought there was going to be a trade. I thought we know Miami wants to deal with it, but we heard Roger Goodell come out and say, yeah, go ahead and, you know, teach their own. And he, Sean Watson would be able to play, but now the owner wants guarantees on the legal stuff and he's never getting that. So the idea that Deshaun Watson's going to get traded, I think has taken a major blow, which is unfortunate. My HOFL team would love love if Deshaun Watson were activated. I need that one as this pocket King nation. So there you go. All right. That's going to do it. Everybody episode 89. I know not a lot of football on this one, um, but you can get it all fantasyguru.com, elite fantasy.com, elite sports betting.com. Hopefully you guys like to peek behind the curtain. Uh, probably upset some of you. I don't you know. That's unfortunate. These are the things that happen. But uh, this podcast is going to be about what is going on in my life and what I'm seeing out there. And remember, at any point in, through 89 episodes, you could disagree with anything that you've heard on any episode. And folks, in this dojo, in this forum, that is perfectly okay. Why? Because it's one man's opinion. See you next time, everybody. Deuces!